0: I mean, my education lined up with conventional medicine. So how do I work as a dietitian alongside doctors in a hospital? That was kind of what my training set me up for. And I did that for a while. And I realized that nutrition, this conversation is a really challenging one to have when we're talking about lifestyle, when we're talking about preventing disease. It's really hard to have that in a hospital setting where people don't want to be (laughs) they want to get out like there's just there's not that room for prevention and wellness hey
1: everybody welcome back to the holistic navigator podcast where we believe in the body's capacity for self-healing if it's given the proper nutrients and care it deserves my name is brian strickland i'm the producer of the show and here with me as always in the studio is our host ed jones On today's episode, we're sitting down and speaking with Sarah Greenfield. Sarah is a registered dietitian and the founder of Fearless Fig. Her mission is to find personalized solutions for high-achieving women ready to improve their digestion, decrease bloating, and achieve the perfect one-white poops. Yep, that's right. You heard it here. We're going to talk about your poop. As a functional medicine practitioner, poo aficionado, and someone who has struggled with digestive issues for the better part of her life, Sarah understands how vulnerable and overwhelming it can be to make a lifestyle change. So her goal is to normalize the conversations around poop so she can help people begin the healing process. Sarah was an absolute joy to speak with. There is a ton of great information on this episode. It's not one that you want to miss. And with that being said, let me go ahead and toss it over to our host, Mr. Ed Jones, thank you so much, Brian, for that uh,
2: information. And I want to say thank you to Brian; he's the producer of the show and does an excellent job. I have looked forward to this particular podcast for several several weeks. We have booked this uh, some time ago, and it is another chapter in needed information. As I was discussing just a few minutes ago, we've gotten into a world that uh, of censorship. Uh, if nothing else, algorithms that tend to put information way back into a place is harder to find than ever before. And so, I, you know, we're here to help people create uh, knowledge and connect with team members that can be helpful through our journey of life. And I love always, as you know, if you've heard me speak over the past 99 podcasts, the vital importance of gut integrity, microbiome, elimination, Toxins. These are things that we don't uh, generally uh, in traditional medicine. They certainly don't focus on. They certainly don't have much training in unless it's an overt disease. But there's a whole host of people who are desperately uh, needing and and left out in the cold when they go to their doc and everything looks fine. But yet intuitively and physically, they know they're not fine. And so today we're going to have an exciting person with a lot of experience, Sarah Greenfield, and she is a functional dietitian and founder of The Fearless Fig. She helps women, cut through the noise, find exactly what works for their body, prepare for pregnancy through functional lab testing and through uh, biohacking, lifestyle shifts and connecting women to their health. And I love the way she wrote it, one poop at a time. And she has been featured on Be Well by Kelly Podcast, BuzzFeed, Men's Health, Self and has a TED Talks on poop. So welcome to the uh, Holistic Navigator, Sarah.
0: Thank you so much. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. I'm excited to talk with you and just really get into all things health and and poop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, from my own standpoint, just as a, a little bit more uh, of information, I certainly deal with people on a, a actually six day a week basis. I'm <clears throat> Even though I'm getting elderly, I will say, but uh, aging gently, I deal with a lot of people with a lot of uh, stories, history, uh, significant issues that they're just shoved out in the cold by traditional information and people who are treat, treating them, and that's a, a hard place to be because if you have an overt disease, traditional medicine is really darn good at one finding out what that is. Two, I'm not always the biggest fan of their their, their normal treatments, but sometimes they're valuable. And but they even with that, people may be still wanting to seek more information about. A more natural approaches, more of the wise approach. Because I think a lot of people are starting to see the crack in the armor of the toolbox of traditional uh, options, because it's not that they're not good people. They're wonderful people. They went into medicine because they wanted to help. But their toolbox is only so big. They didn't get training on certain things, certain aspects, certain philosophies. And uh, many more people now are searching for that because I'm a firm believer that the body has the capacity to heal itself but only if we can remove what's harming it recreate a, a balance within the system and then uh, help the body's own ability to heal and that's where it takes information it takes people who have da- been studying or have lived the life and have worked with others and Sarah you are one of those those people and I know You know, one of my most popular podcasts out of 99 has been the one on constipation. Uh, Some of the others (laughs) are the ones on the microbiome and the other on immune system. All of those function within the uh, significant connection to the microbiome. So I uh, sometimes get too uh, talkative uh, about all this because I'm, I'm passionate as you are. Tell us about what you are. Or focusing on your approach and how you are helping people, and, and and I guess we're going to say women, but of course men could also benefit too from this. And 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 I know you have classes online that look very very informative. You have a great platform to help people uh, on this whole arena. So let me uh, let all of us hear from you, Sarah. <laughs>
0: awesome, awesome. Yeah. So I I really resonate with a lot of what you said. I am a dietitian. So I kind of always say that I was educated from a pretty conventional standpoint, even within that realm. I mean, my education lined up with conventional medicine. So how do I work as a dietitian alongside doctors in a hospital? That was kind of what my training set me up for. And I did that for a while. And I realized that nutrition this conversation is a really challenging one to have when we're talking about lifestyle when we're talking about preventing disease it's really hard to have that in a hospital setting where people don't want to be <laughs> they want to get out like there's just there's not that room for prevention and wellness and so i really was like you know i feel like i'm not making as big of an impact as i could being in this conventional space and i really was not fully aligned with a lot of the education and the way that we were teaching people to embrace their health, to navigate their health. It's just, I was was like, something is off here. This doesn't feel right. And I was really attracted to the idea of food as medicine, which over a couple of years eventually and amazingly led me into functional medicine, which is where I really felt like, aha, this is what I've been wanting to do. This is what I felt like I was searching for as a dietitian to really give people the tools to understand their health. Because as an RD, we weren't taught about testing and application. We were really looking at, all right, what are the symptoms and how do we then create a better food approach and maybe discuss a couple of lifestyle issues like stress management, but not really go too deep into anything. And I was really just confused by that. And I was having my own digestive issues and really left, like you had mentioned, left out in the cold by what I had learned and this expert that I was supposed to be, I was supposed to be this food and nutrition expert. And I felt totally just lost in my own journey and lost trying to help people. And that's when I really started to dial in. And I was like, wow, there is a lot of information that our bodies are trying to tell us. And we just don't have the tools and the skill set to be able to turn inward. We don't have that that inward look. When we go to our doctor, they're giving us lab tests, very, very minimal lab tests, and then saying, well, based on all of this, you're fine. And you're like, but I don't feel fine. (laughs) And, and that's really where I started to connect with my clients was what happens when you've gone through this conventional model, and you've been left out in the cold, and you have no answers, but you know, intuitively and in your body that something isn't right. And that's what I really was like, uh, there's there's some good work that we can do here, and this is to me this is the work of a dietitian. This is where we can really shine. We get this education about metabolic processes, chemical processes in the body, physiology, so much information, and then we're just missing that final step of application, which is this deeper testing and doing stool testing, doing food sensitivity testing, doing organic acid testing to be able to see metabolic pathways and where there are nutrients irregularities or gut irregularities. So there's just so much. There's this beautiful world that I got to step into when I really looked at functional medicine. And the journey that I've been on with my clients since integrating these tests and my methodology is just so incredibly empowering for my clients and magical for for me as a practitioner to be able to take people on that journey and to really see wellness and healing is Ugh, it's just it's so powerful. And I love I love I love working on that deep, connective
2: work with people that, you know, I can feel your passion and your devotion to this. And I um <clears throat> I am just very honored the fact that the, the that the people like you are stepping up and you are brave because it does take bravery. To, and I won't say you're bucking the system, but you're stepping out of the tr- traditional model isn't always easy because there is some peer pressure that comes uh, with, with this whole uh, uh, avenue of courage. And I know from my own aspect of 42 years of being in the wellness and nutrition uh, business, That dietitians can be or were a very close-minded group that were very defensive about any conversations about supplements and food and they knew it and nobody else did and – Mm-hmm. It was a challenge. I mean, in fact, uh, about 20 years ago, I got sued uh, six charges from the dietitians board in, in my state here. And I had to go to a, another city, uh, Nashville, to defend myself. It cost me lots of money, cost me a year and a half. And at the end of uh, those uh, the court hearings, my six charges, which were, I was representing myself as a expert. That was the charges, basically, a food, a nutrition expert, yet I wasn't a dietitian. Well, the judge yeah. stood up and said, and turned to all the dietitians who were about 10 sitting there and said, you have no right to make those claims against this gentleman. He has vast experience. He has the credentials that he needs to be able to say what he wants. And this case is dismissed. He is not guilty. And <laughs> my, my my two attorneys said before the judge came out, they basically said, you're going to lose, Mr. Jones they had the the card stacked against you in the written law boy was i shocked when i won i was so happy now we have come a long way in 20 years and i know yeah. that there are more and more people like you and i actually get a the dietitian magazine every month i don't know how i got on their list and i know that <laughs> they they have come around a lot it was still some uh, Some hard lines, but they're changing and they're bending as it needs to be. And I, of course, the thing you said is that you realized somewhere that food is actually medicine. The fact that you look inward, uh, because I use the definition of functional medicine or functional uh, approaches, that that means we're looking for the why. And when I speak to people about these, like they'll comment to me and they'll say, you know, all this stuff's going wrong with me and you know i'm getting all these drug treatments to and i'm sometimes i feel better on them but they my issues keep coming back i say that's because they don't know how to look into the why you know why did this disease why did this imbalance why did this eczema and this depression and this anxiety happen and so much of it is uh, is limited if you can't look in the why so you're a why person and i read some of your testimonies from your clients and and they're just you know blow me away because those people would have never been helped with with basic knowledge. And I had a guy just this week, he has had bloating for 17 years. I'm talking to a point where – uh it was, I mean, he described it with all details. I mean, it destroyed his life because there was also pain associated with it.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and uh, f- finally, he's getting some results, but only because he's doing something different. And so what kind of clients come to you? What are their issues? And what are you generally, uh, you know, seeing as most of the people that have, your, have the need for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I focus primarily in the digestive imbalance realm. So I'm getting a lot of people that have urgency where they can't go out anymore and be social because they're running to the bathroom or they're afraid to go out because they're constantly thinking, well, am I going to be bloated? Am I going to have diarrhea? Am I, you know, constipation? Constipation doesn't usually keep people from going out all the time. It can be really uncomfortable. So I'm looking at a lot of just bowel dysregulation. And I mean, on the other spectrum, like I said, constipation, and you mentioned that is a very prevalent or popular podcast. I work with a ton of people that are just not pooping and it's so uncomfortable. And not only are you experiencing this digestive imbalance, but you're also experiencing a huge mental side. It takes up a lot of our brain space and our capacity to think about other things. And we're constantly worried about if I eat something, is it going to make me feel like crap? Am I going to have to go to the bathroom? Am I not going to go to the bathroom? So it's just, it's a really overwhelming space to be in. So my clients are very generally overwhelmed and unfortunately defeated by the routes that they've taken previously. And they'll tell me things like, yeah, I've tried to go to a GI doctor or my regular doctor and either been dismissed and said, well, there's nothing wrong with you. So just try and relax or just take some Miralax and it'll all be fine, which I understand. Like I I loved what you said about the conventional medical world, I I came from that space. I respect it. I've seen it do incredible things. But when we're looking at how do we optimize wellness, it's just not, not taught. It's not part of that system. It's not part of that philosophy. So I think they're doing the best they can with the tools that they have. But when we get someone that is just not diagnosed with a disease but not feeling well and left in the space of now what, that's really where it's so empowering to go on this journey and say, okay, well, let's start asking different questions and let's start thinking about this in a totally different way and asking about the why. Why is that there? What does the foundational elements of your health look like? Sleep, movement, stress, pooping, like all of those things, food are really critical in the bigger picture of wellness, things that we're not often asked about when we go to the doctor. So that's, that's primarily the world that I play in the clients that I work with. And it's just so cool to see that journey of empowerment in the body. That's really what I would say at the end of the day, my clients walk away with is understanding, okay, what do I eat? How do I navigate the bloating? If it does arise, how do I just start to really communicate and talk to my body and give it what it needs?
2: That's, that's lovely. And I I used to always explain to people uh, that the traditional Thinking and it is slightly changing, thankfully. But they generally see the colon as a piece of plumbing, and it's used there to basically move things through and get things out. But as you know, and I know that I love the organic acid test. We utilize it greatly around here, yeah. um, and and the stool testing and all of this. We can't even even. We have to realize the importance of the microbiome, the gut integrity, leaky gut, food sensitivities. All of these are going to create imbalances, not just in the gut. As you fully are (laughs) aware, it's going to be the mental part is significant, the anxiety, the depression. Uh, Then we're going to have immune system dysfunctions because, as we know, a big chunk of the immune system is built and produced in the uh, intestinal linings. So you've got two things that are significantly decreasing quality of life. And then you got the other one, which is being uncomfortable because you're not pooping. And so I know I dealt with 10,000 women over 42 years, and it does seem to be more of a women's issue than a man's. And I want to make sure before we end this, that if you have any tips on gastroparesis, which is a very, very common around here anyway. I don't know why, where people go two weeks without pooping. But let's get back to uh, the the average person, the average woman. She's really struggling. She's gone up and down, off and on. She's done laxatives. She she can't, uh, she sometimes doesn't have to do them, but she has a chronic uh, issue with constipation and she needs help. What, what, where do they start?
0: Uh,
2: Constipation.
0: So there's, there's, I always look at, at every single gut imbalance. It's very multi-layered. It's not usually just one thing. It's like, oh yeah, you just take this laxative and everything is, is good to go. When we're dealing with constipation, I think about, all right, there's a food element. Are you just the basic foundations? Are you getting adequate soluble fiber, insoluble fiber, water, vegetables, all of those things that can actually create better stool integrity and just, you know, better formed poop. So like, Number one, thinking about the the food that we're taking in. Then we also have to think about the bacteria that's interacting with that food. So what does your microbiome look like? Do you have more methane dominant bacteria? Methanobrevibacter smithii is one that I look at, and that one can actually be correlated with constipation or slowed motility. So I'm thinking, all right, well, what is you know is that kind of lurking in the microbiome? Do we need to rebalance and clear out some of these pathogenic or inflammatory? or just bacteria that are slowing motility does that have to be addressed that's one thing and then if you know there is dysbiosis if we have these bacteria that are stealing nutrients from the food that we're eating then do we have something like low levels of magnesium magnesium is another big nutrient that's discussed in the constipation conversation magnesium helps with motility magnesium is also one and since you're doing the organic acid there is one uh, specific marker that we look at within that that actually indicates if you have a bacteria that is more prone to stealing magnesium. So that will impact motility for sure. Um, And then, yeah, what does the like inflammation, is that creating just imbalances in the microbiome? And I, I always look at inflammation, which is usually the why, that's usually our root cause. But I always think about that as like, all right, when you are inflamed, it's creating this metabolic chaos, and it's causing your body to respond in a way that doesn't make any sense, even when you're doing the right things. So that's how I kind of start to unpack it from a physiological perspective. And then a big one that's often overlooked is the mental emotional side of constipation and digestive health. There is very big correlations to trauma, to the way you process your emotions, if you're holding on to things. I've had clients where we've had conversations about letting go of something in their lives that they just you know, they're like, I cling so tightly to everything. I have a hard time letting go. And it's manifesting also as constipation. So that's another area we really have to dive into is how are you actually, how are you navigating the emotional side of life? Life is, life, is, life can be intense. It can be beautiful. It can be all these things. But we have to process our feelings as a big part of healing our gut as well.
2: Well, you know, I know that, I'm so impressed with everything you're saying, because it's it's my toolbox is your toolbox. I can tell I'm so connected to this emotional uh, need to address the deep seated emotions that we tend to shove down. Uh, even I think Carl Young said, I read it just a few days ago or something, the fact that, you know, um, sh- shadows become very harmful when they're ignored. And we when most Americans ignore their shadows, they, they shove them down, they over drink them, they overwork them, uh, they do whatever over medicate, And that is you can't. In in my view of 42 years, be optimally healthy as long as these things are festering down low. This basically means that someone needs a coach. They need a a fearless leader in their life to organize uh, their plan. They need a plan. And you know as well as I do as a dietitian that there's a lack of knowledge, even the basic knowledge. There are people I still talk to today that really don't know what a carbohydrate is, much less... The difference between soluble and insoluble fiber, what are they really eating? I'll ask people every day when they come in and talk about constipation, I'll say, you know, how much fiber do you think you eat a day? Oh, I eat plenty. I eat plenty. And I said, well, tell me what you eat for breakfast, lunch, and supper. And at the end of the one-minute <laughs> conversation, I say, you'll be lucky to get 15 grams of fiber a day with what you're eating. We need <laughs> yeah. to get 40. And they're like, really? Well, I didn't realize. So you are the kind of person, and especially being a dietitian, because there are a lot of people who – and you do deserve respect – uh, that but they get disappointed with traditional methods from dietitians. Yeah. But you are uh, credible, you are well-spoken, you have a plan. And now, do people consult with you through Zoom? How do they get started with you?
0: Yeah, so I do. My entire practice is actually virtual. And I, will, I always have a, a free consultation, 30-minute consultation with people, just to kind of understand where they're at and to make sure – if they do want to work with me, then I'm actually the best person. And that's not always the case. So sometimes after going through just a conversation with people, there will be other practitioners that I think might better serve them. And that's also a big part of the integrity of my work is if I'm not going to be the right practitioner for you, I don't want to, I don't, I just want to give people what they need to feel supported and to get the answers and to heal. So that's, that's kind of the first step in Kind of coming into my world. And then if I do feel like we're a good fit, all of our our sessions are done through, I have a, a client platform, but all of them are video consultations and everything. Like I've mentioned a couple of times, the functional testing. So I do a standard, like a flat standard of six different tests with my clients because it gives such a comprehensive look at the entire body. And I used to do like one test at a time and put it together. But as we've talked about, the body doesn't function in a singular system. It's not like our digestion is in isolation doing all it does. It's getting input from every single cell in our body. So I've really, as I've been working in this space, finding what gets my clients the best results is really understanding that 360 degree view of health.
2: I'm really curious, if you don't mind, can you list the five or six tests that you normally do?
0: Yeah, 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 of course. So I do an MRT, food sensitivity test. I love that one over IgG just because for me, I get better results with my clients and it gives me a better look at immune modulators. So I love, love MRT. I do. I go between GI map and uh, BiomeFX or Nirvana Biome. Um, I'm still kind of working. I, I, sometimes I do both of those. I do the organic acid, like we had talked about, the Genova one. I do Dutch tests, I work with a lot of women. So I like to look at estrogen, progesterone, fluctuations, cortisol the a big one in the conversation of healing. How is your body actually responding to stress? I do genetic testing and I do a blood panel. So I have just a custom blood panel that I put together where it looks at pretty much everything conventionally but then I also add on like instead of, for the thyroid for example, instead of just looking at TSH, I'm looking at free T3, free T4, reverse T3, T3 uptake, like just a bunch of different antibodies. Um, so yeah, I have really built it out to be as comprehensive as I can to understand exactly what's going on in the body. And then I work through things very systematically. I have a very specific methodology where like you had mentioned this very, very much in the beginning. And the first, the first thing I really understand is burden. And we focus primarily on how do we reduce burden and just decrease what the body is having to react to. And then we look at stress resiliency. So how do we calm the body down from the mental, emotional, and also environmental standpoint and get that body Perhaps to make sure the adrenals are functioning. And then I spend about two to three months working with people through gut imbalances, clearing out pathogens, restoring the microbiome, healing it, all that good stuff. And then I finally, I then I, this is just my kind of take on it, but then I like to go in and support detox pathways. I really find that once the gut is in a better place, once it's functioning well, then we can optimize detox because we have a healthy space to put all of these toxins in. Um, and then we look at sustainability. So that's that's the testing I do. And that's really how I hold my client's hands and walk them through it because this is not the easy way out. <laughs> this is the path of sustainable long-term health, but it's not, I, I always tell people this, it's not easy. This is going to challenge your beliefs. It's going to challenge your habits that you have in place that make you comfortable. It's going to challenge the way that you do things. And it's such a beautiful journey, but it is not the easy way out for sure.
2: And I know from four decade plus, this journey almost cannot be done alone. It needs to be done mm-hmm. with someone who is holding your hand through it. And it's not a, a a year, many year journey. This is probably, I'm guessing, you know, the first six months is, is the most intensive or maybe even three months. And then things will get easier. It's not going to be a hardship forever. I do want to ask those two questions. Well, one is um, gastroparesis. What's your two minute take on that?
0: So again, I always look at everything as what else is going on. So I think about nutrient imbalances, like I said, motility issues with that magnesium level, dysbiosis is such a big, I mean, everybody has some degree of dysbiosis that's causing potential issues. So I always look into that and I think about inflammation and stress as well. So I kind of think through all of those pieces to say like, well, why is this actually happening? what is, what's at the at the root here? Why is it being, why is that motility being slowed down? So that's kind of how I mm-hmm. briefly think about it.
2: Yeah. I know from my experience, I, almost every woman who has gastroparesis, which is again, a very significant slowing of the motility. Sometimes they only go twice a month and they all have, they've all had seemingly emotional traumas or something in their life that was significant. Now, pregnancy. So, uh i mean pregnant women would not be into the intensive long-term protocol so what are we talking about with pregnancy like a just a, yeah
0: so I, I usually focus on women that want to get pregnant so how do we prepare oh, okay. our bodies to make sure that we are in a space that can support a healthy pregnancy because i often see people that they are so disconnected from their bodies and so disconnected from their health that they don't even trust they don't they've just lost trust in their body's ability to be healthy, so we kind of rebuild that and establish it, so that they can step into a healthier pregnancy. Because during pregnancy, it's very challenging. There's, it's just I personally don't feel comfortable doing a lot of interventions with pregnant women because you you know we are growing a baby, and there's not that uh, blood brain barrier that the baby has yet. Everything is just kind of passing from mom to baby. So. It's not the time (laughs) to really start to get into intensive gut repair, detox. It's really before pregnancy to make sure that everything is is lined up to To then step into a healthier pregnancy,
2: I love that because I, I, one of my podcasts is actually with Katie Coleman, and she's uh, very, very, very knowledgeable in, uh, in the field of nutrition. And she's had one child; she's pregnant with a second. But she's really delved into this. You know, how do we prepare the body, a woman's body, for a healthy pregnancy? And I'm very frustrated in our local town because the old school peer pressure and traditional information is is still not even embracing. Omega three levels and vitamin D. I mean, I'm not asking for a whole lot yeah. here, but the, the the nurse practitioners are and the people on the, in the in the realm of, of advising women are saying, "Oh no, stay away from those. Those could be harmful." And then the, the thing, uh, was, and and there's so much to be said for preparing the female body that then makes the journey so much more uh, maybe at ease, but it also produces such a healthier offspring when you do that. And I love the fact, and you know. So uh, I, I did a uh, podcast uh, on here with Dr. Pucci. He's a functional medicine practitioner from New York. And what we're really doing with the Holistic Navigator is we're actually creating a a, a team of practitioners that are not here with us, but yet they are. are I call them part of my team and I, I believe you're going to be yeah. part of my team. I have 26 employees and we uh, we recommend you know, whatever it takes to get people better. So I think, yes. you know, in the future, uh, Sarah, you're going to be one of our practitioners unofficially, if you don't mind.
0: <laughs> I would love that. I love connecting with people that are in this space that are passionate. I mean, at the end of the day, we all have the same goal and that's really to help people feel better.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Now, I mean, just the last question on uh, supplements. You're moderately okay. You're very okay. You're not okay. What's the deal?
0: I am very okay. okay. It's a critical part of what I do because, I mean, I was, I was, I put raised in quotations. I was educated, like I said, conventionally through the dietitian model with the idea that you can get everything you need from a balanced diet and it's just so old school and not the case and i see it over and over and over again and when somebody's under a high level just the stress for example if someone's under a massive amount of stress they're going to be burning through so many nutrients specifically b vitamins i see this all the time and then their homocysteine goes up and now they're inflamed and now it's just like this cascade of of things and you're not going to be able to eat enough B vitamins to offset that high level of stress. So for me, it's really critical to bring in supplements, especially when I'm working on gut healing. We need certain herbs that are antimicrobial. We need, we just we need those to get the body back into balance. I'm not gonna, I don't sell, I don't put my clients on supplements forever. I'm not like you need 25 supplements to function in this world. No, I look at it as a very specific, we are rebalancing your body. This is what we need to allow your body to get back into balance and then maintain it because you had mentioned this earlier I, our bodies want to be balanced like they're incredible at staying regulated we just have to assist them when it gets really far off we have to assist them in getting back to that that set point
2: lovely 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 and I, uh, I'm, Our show is sponsored by NutritionW.com. And on that, I make a big deal most of these podcasts these days. is, uh, First off, when people order supplements online and it's being shipped in the summer, I truly believe the heat is is decimating the quality. So with NutritionW, they put cold packs in every order. You For $1 per cold pack, you can order as many as you want. And that's the only company I know of in the United States doing it. And secondly, NutritionW carries the most professional lines from Thorne to – you name it down the list, very, very vets, everything to make sure that, that, that there's nothing yeah. of, of questionable quality. How do people contact you, uh, give them the information they need?
0: So you can contact me through my website, fearlessfig.com, my email, which is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H at fearlessfig.com. And then I have a lot of fun <laughs> on Instagram, and I do a lot of different videos and there's tons of information. So I, I have a lot of like interactions and I'll do live sessions as well on Instagram. And that's at fearlessfig. Fig.
2: I love that. And that's a name that will stay on people's mind. And (laughs) I so appreciate and I do hope that uh, informally you will be part of our team and look forward to perhaps in another six months to a year, we'll have another podcast and, and open up some more conversation. And the thing that you said that still is sticking on my head that I'd love, love, love is is you know, we've lost the trust in our own body and we've lost Mm -hmm. the trust that it can heal, that it can go through viruses without dying. If we're healthy, we can we can manage age related issues because what I think so much of the culture today, the culture of despair sometimes is wanting us to be a victim, because when you're a victim, then you are susceptible to the hero coming in to rescue you. And that's not a healthy situation for our physical and nutritional bodies, because then mm-hmm. you lose your trust in your own system. And we were put on this earth to be vibrant, resilient. Uh, in fact, yes. I did a podcast called The Heroes, um, something like The Hero's Journey, talking about my personal life of the things that I think that we should really be Pressing into our life to make us stronger, make us with, be able to withstand the uh, the journey of life, which is not always easy. But if you're just going to be a victim, I sorry, it's not going to be a good, probably a pretty picture as we get older. Well, Sarah, uh, thank you. And I know the listeners, thank you for all your wisdom and information. And, um, you know, everybody out there, we got uh, more podcasts coming. And please send us an email if you have any other questions. I love doing this. I love sharing information, especially when we have a passionate person like Sarah on today. And always remember that uh, I kind of thought this a few weeks ago that normal average health is actually the enemy of superior health. Because when you're just floating along, it you kind of go into a comfortable existence. And that, please, people, try to strive for superior. And that's not going to be unless you reach out and probably have a small team of, of people you trust that can help you in that journey. You know, we're all blessed when we're 20 years old to be able to probably, you know, we could drink beer and eat pizza every day and not suffer. But there's a point about 30 when it starts to show itself (laughs) and especially at 40. And we have windows of opportunity for maintaining and regaining health. And the honesty is, with every decade we live, those windows of opportunity do lessen. So take uh, don't take much time to delay anymore. Feel your intuition, feel your wisdom, know that you can trust your body, but only if you are empowered by people like The Holistic Navigator and Sarah. And so thank
1: you, everyone, for listening to The Holistic Navigator. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on behalf of any purchaser or reader of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does it claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any new health regimen.